Thank you for downloading this free podcast. And also want to take a second to remind you to pick up your copy of Nightmare at Nibbler's. Of course, it's the real life ghost investigation of Greg Nibbler's house available now for your forever copy at funemploymentradio.com slash store. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I think it's a wonderful platform for a number of reasons. It's going to be fun for everybody, but also I get to be part of like essentially revolutionizing the game. I don't think that's and the how way it's, it's supposed done. to go. No. No, I mean, I've just, I know we didn't discuss this beforehand as part of it, but I'm just going to say I think that's going to be. What needs to happen? We didn't discuss this at all, and it's definitely not going to happen. We, we, well, no, but I'm, I'm saying, Sarah, I could be groundbreaking. You could be lucky to be a part of something that's going to be amazing. I think that's what it is. Okay. All right. I, I feel so grateful already. Okay. It is going to be awesome, though. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, so we've got a big show. We've got a number of things we have to get to today. So many things going on. For one, I'm just going to say this, we have a big announcement we have to make. We do? It is a big announcement that we're going to have here in just a couple of minutes. Also... We've got this. Joining us in a little bit on the show will be Derek and Ben, who are going to be talking about their new movie, The Seventh Wave. Now, Derek, you know, because we've talked about him here on the show before, and also he is the, the director and producer of Nightmare at Nibbler's. Oh, my gosh. What an amazing film that was. Not, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Fantastic film that you can still uh, still pick up at funemploymentradio.com slash store. I believe it's right there to pick up your your copy of that. Your forever copy, Greg. Forever copy, mm-hmm. Nightmare Nibblers. Mm-hmm. So that De- Derek and Ben are going to be in here in just a little bit, and we've got we've got some other we've got so much stuff to get to. Why don't we do this though? Before we talk about our big uh, our big announcement about a future event, we need to wrap up a past event that just wrapped up over this weekend. So we had a contest here for our new sponsor, D. Leonidas Photography, and it was a Fun Employment Radio Halloween costume contest mm-hmm. where essentially we just wanted everyone to send in their pictures of them in their favorite uh, Halloween costume, their favorite picture that they've ever taken of that. And then if you win, there was going to be one winner who gets a uh, free Fun Employment Radio portrait special from D. Leonidas Photography who are, uh, you know, fantastic sponsors of Fun Employment Radio. That portrait special, by the way, only 69 bucks. It is a hell of a deal. Yeah, it is such a good deal for anything that you'd like to get done. So. Just just go to our website and click on their link right there. We live in a visual age, Greg. Everyone needs pictures. It's true. Yeah, whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's for, you know, your, your Facebook profile, your LinkedIn profile. Maybe you need a headshot for something. You want to look more professional. And if or, you're an actor like Greg, you need a professional headshot. Absolutely. They, they did my headshots. And <laughs> uh, or maybe, uh, you know, you just want to commemorate something or you want to make a holiday card. There's a million reasons to get good photos. And trust me, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're taking the photos yourself, they may not be as good as you think they are. It's nice to get good quality photos done. It, it is. It's, it's important. It is. But we had we had the picture sent in, and we have right now the winner. So we know who the winner is. We're we going to announce it. We all of the pictures. And this was, and uh, ultimately we did leave the decision up to David. Yes. And yeah, so David D- and Mandy. David mm-hmm. and Mandy were the decision makers. We didn't like we we collected the pictures, but they were the ones that decided who uh, who they thought was the big winner. And we have the winner. The winner is, and thank you by the way to everybody who sent in your pictures. Those those were all awesome. Now go uh, pick pick yourself up a portrait special package. The winner though of the contest is 
Mr. Rick Rutherford. Rick with Rutherford. his picture of naughty schoolgirl is the winner of the contest. With now, we'll, uh, Mr. Rutherford dressed as a naughty schoolgirl. Yes, indeed. Mm. Mr. Rutherford dressed as a naughty schoolgirl getting spanked by Melanie. Uh, this picture... By his wife. Who by his wife, yes. yes. And so we'll, we'll post that picture up. But Rick, you are the winner of the Fun Employment Radio portrait special. We'll send you out an email, get you in contact with David, and you have one uh, one of the packages. So there you go. You, you will get it. This picture is fantastic. Uh, we'll get a picture up there in the live chat, but if you're listening via podcast, We'll put it up on this episode on the website, too. And so congratulations, Rick. Thank you to D. Leonidas Photography. That is awesome. Yay! Now, go pick up your special. All right. um, Let's... Should we should we go to our? I mean, should we just do announcement after announcement? I suppose so. I mean, we're just rattling off announcements. It here is today. a Monday. It is a little, it a is. little wild and crazy. It's, it is. It's feeling wild and crazy in here, and that's why I'm. And I want to talk about this because I'm so excited about how I'm going to how I'm going to approach part of it. But sure. the main thing is of how exciting this is. So, so, wait, so you're taking a thing that we are announcing together as a show, but you're trying to make it about yourself. Well. Well, I mean, you'll be there too. We'll figure yes, out a role for you. I will be there. You'll have something to do while we're there. I mean, we'll 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 have to work out the details on that part. But <laughs> I like how you just let me slide that in there. I'm, I'm just saying, if you want to take a more senior role in that, then I mean, I'm not going to stop you. If you want to, if you feel like you want to just, you know, head the helm. I mean, if it's what the people want. I'll just want. sit and participate. You can just do all the work. That's totally fine. Oh, wait a minute. No, now I don't like how this <laughs> yeah, is working. Yeah, I was like, I think that you chose poorly. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> all right, there is. Something that we've been planning here for a while, and it uh, it has to do with we brought this up on the show one time a while ago as a joke, like three months ago or something like that. Mm. And the response that we got was was pretty crazy from people saying they wanted this to happen, and so we decided to see what we could do about it. We ended up finding a place. We have a wonderful sponsor that's going to come along with it. And uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do this on November 12th. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a Fun Employment Radio bingo night. Bingo night! At the Landmark Saloon. And this is going to be happening on November 12th. Uh, we're going to get you more details as as we go on. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to have associated with this uh, around bingo. Um, there's going to be some entertainment. There's going to be a halftime performance. There's going to be uh, there's going to be some things that go on with this. Uh, but it is happening. We decided to let it make it happen. <laughs> uh, we're seeing some feedback right now on funemploymentradio.com/live. So we are again, so excited. And and more details. We'll get out more details this week. But we want you guys to save the date, November twelfth. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Thursday, November twelfth. Thursday's the new Friday. I mean, it's basically the weekend. Yep. And we're, and registration for it will start at about six, and we'll go till about eight thirty, and then you know whatever we want to do after that. Um, but yeah, we would like to see. All of you come down and hang out. It's going to be fun. We're going to have some drinks. And and part of this is our fine sponsor for this event is a company called Small Town Brewery. And they are the makers of Not Your Father's Root Beer. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have not had Not Your Father's Root Beer, you are missing out. This is the time to try this. So Not Your Father's Root Beer, it's it's... It's alcoholic root beer. It's alcoholic root beer. Yeah. But it doesn't taste like tinny or alcoholic or anything. It no. is... It it's is so good. magic and uh, and a little bit of crazy in a can. It's so good. Yeah, and and we're going to be giving you more and more details about this, you know, uh, in the in the coming weeks, um, just about them. But we're very excited to have them on board. So, not your father's root beer is going to be the sponsor. There's going to be drink specials. Um, there's there's all kinds of things that are going to be going on. We got prizes. All of this is going to be happening November twelfth. 
And uh, like we said, uh, you know, registration starts about 6 uh, and, and uh, Thursday, November 12th there at Landmark Saloon for Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. Yes. And we have like plenty of prizes and we'll have lots of stuff to win and we're going to yeah. come up with all kinds of fun, you know, shenanigans to be able to do like during the event. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. So we're excited to see everybody down there. Now, with that being said, Sarah. You know, I, I know we're going to be announcing it. Sarah and I will be the hosts of the event, and we'll have our, our setup up there. But I was thinking, you know, really this would be my time to shine and and try to take Bingo into a new direction. You know, and I had a couple ideas, like one of them, like because when you announce Bingo, like you're trying to get it out like quick, right? So it's yes. like, okay, coming up B72, B72, no, we got a B72, to... you got to get B72 right now, and can... we're going on, oh, 031, 031, 031, who, can I get an 031, can I get an 031? And they raise their hands, and it's like, oh, I have an 031, and they go, oh, 031, going over to the lady in the back corner, lady in the back corner, going on to 031, oh, going on to G7, G7, G7. I really think that uh, it's not an auction, and you're not a Micro Machines guy. Like, I'm, yeah, but I'm I get really to. Think, but pretty much, I get to be on the microphone. No, with saying, bingo, I mean, yeah, you can be on the microphone, and you can be like, um, do you know, like, uh, like have some kind of rapport with the people that are playing bingo? But so I can do some crowd work. You, I guess you could do some crowd work. Yeah, I mean, nobody's really there to watch your crowd work. They're there to play some bingo. Oh, but see, but then can I like sing songs in between and stuff like that? I can basically do a variety act with this. We can showcase some sorry, of my did talents. I, did I call it Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night too soon? Should it have been Greg Nibbler's Variety Act at Landmark Salon? I mean, I'm just saying we could throw that in there. Uh-huh. Like if I'm walking around, you know, I go, oh, 72, oh, 72, oh, how are you? And start singing a song, you know, in between them. And then uh, I'll pick out some of the ladies that are in the audience and I'll like sit down next to them. And then we can dim the lights while, during bingo and then I'll like sing, sing them a song. Right. Sure. No. Oh, okay. No. That's not how that works. And you're not supposed to accost people while they're playing the well, game. Well, I wouldn't That's say it's accosting them. I was saying it's giving them maybe attention they didn't know they were going to receive. Well, I'm excited that if there are going to be any like really like hardcore bingo players that show up who have like their secret like their good luck trinkets. Um. Okay. Wait, that's what that's part of it. You have good luck trinkets. Yeah, a lot of yeah crazy bingo people do. Oh no, they'll bring like uh, I don't like uh, My Little Ponies or My Little know, like Ponies, a, like a lucky quarter or something. Yeah, people oh, wow. will bring all kinds of random shit because they'll be like, oh, this is my lucky raggedy end doll, and they set them up all around, and they have their their dauber carriers. Oh, okay. So, oh, well, see, I got to learn about all this stuff. I have to learn about how all this works because obviously, when I'm going to be leading it. So, so we'll be calling the numbers, you know, and then we'll be we'll be talking. You can you get to talk to for a little bit. Oh, wow. and hey, then, that's so big of you. But I just thought of a great game that we can take during one of the break. What? Let's see. Uh, get the dauber on Greg's face. No, Where that is not can a game. Spin around and then they have to stick out their dauber, and if they get it like uh, on the tip of your nose, <laughs> then they win like a prize. I do not like this game at all. I think it's a great Pin the game. Da- stamp the dauber on Greg's face. Stamp the dauber. Uh, stamp the dauber on the nibbler. No, that is not a game yes! that we are going oh to play. Oh my god, that has such a flow to it. I hate that game. Well, because it's going to be bingo, but we also have to have like different shenanigans as well, because there's so many things that we could be doing with this. I don't. I don't like the need idea. To of be, uh, stamp you need to the be dauber a game. on the nibbler. It's you not need a game. To be a team player <laughs> stamp the dauber on the nibbler i think that that is the best thing all right well maybe i don't know about that we'll we'll have to think about that one we'll have to think about stamp the dauber on the nibbler because that doesn't fall into my my whole act you know my whole thing that you i was gonna be classy. do 
Yeah. You want to be separate from the I talk from to the, the audience. You know, I'm they I am se- separated a little bit. We'll have to put up a rope, but then I'll break that barrier and I'll, you know, I'll wow some ladies when I get a little bit close to them. They're like, "Oh my gosh, she's coming near me." While they're playing bingo, you know, and you can be like, "Oh, 72. Are you going to dress like, like a bingo right, tycoon? Well, I mean, I I, I think can this picture is you be wearing a, like a suit. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to be a bingo tycoon. Seriously? Well, it is a very serious thing. November 12th at Landmark Saloon, Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. I take everything seriously, Sarah. Sure. And so I th- I want to put on I want to put on a performance for the ages. I think that's what needs to happen. So I'm I mean when I'm when I'm singing to these ladies that are or out there playing bingo. Or people can just play bingo and win prizes and we can play fun games between games and Drink alcoholic what, root like beer and have a wonderful time. Stamp the dauber on the nibbler. I don't like stamp that game. Stamp the dauber on the nibbler. That's not a, that's not a good game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Maybe that's your idea of something. Or I'm, maybe we can get like a, I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing here because, you know, we're just kind of coming up with concepts. So maybe we can get like a piece of butcher paper and draw like a rendition of you and like tack it to a wall somewhere and then we can spin people and have them try and like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if like I like that idea either. Nibbler nipple dobbers or something. No, not nibbler nipple dobbler. No. No, I don't like any of the. I don't like the sound of any of that. That that just that's not how that's gonna work. It's not gonna work out. That's not gonna work out for me when I'm seeing my numbers, and then when I'm doing a little bit of uh, you know, I'll do a little bit of joke telling and stuff like that in there, and uh, I don't keep the people going. And mainly, I'm gonna sing to some ladies that are in the audience playing bingo. Why I'll, are you like putting together bingo and singing? I well, just because it's part of the act that I've come up with. You know, that's gonna be part of it. Um, there's there's a number of different steps that are going to happen, you know, while we start the variety hour that I'm that I'm really that I'm really doing in this, you know, I'm I'm an entertainer, Sarah. I'm gonna enter, I'm gonna entertain no, people. No, you're going to be a, a bingo caller, and we're switching back and forth. You don't get oh. to have all the bingo glory. Oh, wait, but I mean, we we got to switch it off. I, I guess mean, so. you can stand there. How about this? You're really good at. You could probably pull the balls out of the little spinning machine for me, and you could you could handle that. That'd be. I'm the ball handler. You'd be a real doll, real sweetheart. Yeah, you pull the pull the balls. I'm gonna deck you. <laughs> I'm just saying these are possibilities here. These are things that could work. You know, well we're throwing it out there. I think it's my time to revolutionize the role of bingo announcer and really take it by storm. Well, you know, the people did ask for it. I mean, and I hope that you know, like all the folks who asked for the bingo night, like you step up to the plate because goddamn, we're excited about this. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we're making bingo cards. We have made bingo cards. We have made bingo cards. Uh, we have uh, in our possession one of those little, the cage, the ball cage. Yes. <laughs> we're very, very excited. Very official. No, but it, we are really excited about it. So this is November 12th at the Landmark Saloon. Save yes. that night, November Save night. 12th. Save the date. Yes. Save the date. Yes. Suman says, what am I going to win? Well, if you win. Number one, I mean, I'll be there. Maybe I'll sing a song. And then on top of that, uh, we have some amazing prizes, actually. We've got some really great yep, prizes. We sure do. That are lined up. We'll talk mm. more about it this coming we're, yeah, week. We're going to hook you up. Just save that, save, that, uh, save that night, November mm. 12th. All right. Should we do a little bit of uh, World of Crazy? Sure. Ha. <laughs> Keelan was saying how he'd pay for a uh, Greg Nibbler variety hour. However, I think it's for the wrong reasons. For the reasons that you wouldn't like, Greg. <laughs> he's saying it would be worth the price of admission to see Greg get no response from a crowd and watch him have to move on to the next thing like he doesn't notice. <laughs> Ends up being a 10-minute show. It's pretty much what it would be. Right. A winner gets to wrestle Greg? No. Oh, we do play wrestling at Landmark a lot. No, we don't. 
wrestle. You mean you you show wrestling on the television? That's not. Well, yeah, I mean a show wrestling. Saying we I mean, play wrestling means sounds like you, you guys and, all wrestle each other. You and Nate get into shoving matches a lot there. Well, that's different. That's Nate. Nate, I've known him since I was 11, and when he mouths off, I have to shove him. That's just part of it. Wow. Okay, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Hickstill, and welcome to my world of crazy. We're not doing Greg tossing either. I want to put a rest to these oh, different ideas Greg that are coming tossing. out here. These are terrible ideas. We need to have, like, a cornhole obstacle course, like, for bingo. Oh, there's so many things. Send your ideas if you have any idea for something that you think would be fun, because we're going to come up with all different kinds of exciting things. I'm sorry, Greg. It's not just going to be the Greg Nibbler variety show. He looks very bothered by this. Uh, Greg, my name is Sarah Stillum. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Thank you. I wish they had something like this in Portland because I totally would. All right. So in Minnesota, Stillwater, Minnesota in particular, every year they have something that's called the pumpkin regatta where people scoop out giant pumpkins and float down the river in them. How does that even work? Race. Wouldn't it? S- and a pumpkin race. Okay, I kind of want to do that. Yeah, I kind of want to do that too. Where so is this at? It's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Okay. So it says Minnesota. This happened this past weekend. Minnesota residents seeking aquatic adventure paddled hollowed out pumpkins for the annual pumpkin regatta race. So, I mean, it must actually work because this is the sixth one that they've had. It's part of the annual Stillwater Harvest Festival. It participates. Part- uh, it features participants climbing into giant pumpkins and furiously paddling down a river. Furiously paddling. Furiously paddling. Uh, so the pumpkins that serve as boats for this uh, range anywhere from 450 pounds uh, to the heaviest one being 1,300 pounds. That's a big-ass pumpkin. It is a big-ass pumpkin. People will scoot them out, and they'll paddle boat pumpkin race down the river. Somebody's saying that they have that here, too. What? Yeah, apparently. What? I've never even heard of that. I don't, yeah. I want to go down a river in a giant pumpkin. What the hell? Wouldn't you sink? Or like fish try to eat it or something? I'm, what? You think that fish would try to eat through the pumpkin while you're floating down the river? Wouldn't they? Would they? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Well, anyway. All right. Well, I think that's kind of a weird thing to be worried about. All right, well, next up out of Houston, Texas, a suburban Houston school district police officer has been sentenced to one years in jail, uh, one year in jail, excuse me, for a crime that he committed earlier this year when he decided to pull over a female motorist and then told her she could get out of her ticket if he could lick her feet. Oh, that's not what I expected. Uh, Patrick Quinn, who's 27 years young, he's a Cypress Fairbanks school district police officer in Houston, Texas, uh, pleaded guilty to official oppression, which I guess is uh, what feet licking is, or asking to feet lick. (laughs) Um, So he was sentenced in Houston. So according to court documents, Quinn stopped the woman and found marijuana paraphernalia in her car. But according to her, he told her that he had a foot fetish and would release her if she let him lick her feet. Or if she gave him her underwear. Oh. Well, then said after uh, he fa- he realized that she wasn't going to do any of those things, he said that he changed his mind and let her go. However, she did still report him to the police, the other police, not the feet-sniffing, panty-collecting ones, and he has been sentenced to one year in jail. Oh, that's really... Wow, a year in jail for that? A year in jail. I mean... I mean, I guess that's extortion. I mean, it is... Yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. A year. Mm. Seems like a lot of time. 
I don't know, authority figure, like threatening someone and telling them you have to smell their feet. That's pretty Yeah, that's pretty creepy. bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I definitely don't want him being a police officer. No. No, well, I mean, yeah. sure, you know, it's like how... Once again, I don't get it. I mean, why would you... Oh, whatever. I mean, people are into their own kinds of things, but... Would you be a feet sniffer? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It takes one to know why. I don't. I mean, everyone has their weird things. Well, I know. I understand. In particular, well, I'm, it's funny that you said he had a foot fetish. He's like, I have a foot fetish. So let me smell your feet or give me your underwear. Or give me your underwear. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I'm sorry. I was just looking in the chat really quick. I really want to do the regatta pumpkin race. Oh, well, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. All right. Out of Wichita, Kansas, authorities in Kansas say that they were searching for a sword-wielding suspect who was chased through multiple backyards by a resident armed with a spear. So said a bunch of eyewitnesses in the neighborhood when they saw crazy weapons-wielding people running through their backyards. So Wichita police say a 49-year-old woman called 911 this past weekend and reported finding a man armed with a sword who was standing in the doorway of her bedroom. That's really creepy. Yeah, that's... Well, the woman uh, told police that she initially thought the man was there to speak with her son, who uh, is very involved in medieval reenactments. But she soon discovered the man was taking items from the home, so he wasn't there to play. Oh, he was pillaging. He was pillaging. He was pillaging the fortress. Police say that the woman then woke up her son, who, uh, since he was a reenactor, armed himself with a spear that he used in his reenactments and chased the suspect through several backyards. Police say the suspect got away, but they're looking into whether the woman was correct into thinking that she recognized him from the reenactments. Oh, she also participates in them with her son. Oh. So they don't know if it was a full-on, like, inside baseball reenactment war. (laughs) That's just taking it a little bit too far, I would Mm -hmm. think. So several neighbors did call the police, saying that they were concerned because they saw people running through their backyards armed with a large spear and a sword. (laughs) Uh, so they are searching for the suspect now and plan to charge him with aggravated battery. Have not caught him yet, though. He's on the lamb. Oh, my God. Uh, so last week... Or I'm not, not going to lie. I can see myself getting into that. I know. I've never done it. It's one of those things where I, I'm never going to tempt fate by, by, by trying any kind of LARPing. But in reality, I could see myself getting into it. They do have. Like, I know, I know it's everywhere, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try it. You're because, an actor. You're already basically doing it anyway. Well, I know, but then that's different. I I could I could see myself getting into it, oh, and this stop. is why it's one of those things that I just I don't want to attempt it. Stop I don't want to denying yourself. Happiness. No, I'm not denying myself happiness. You you kind of are. I think I would get into it, and then I would take it too far. It just it wouldn't it wouldn't end up good for me. It would it would end up terrible. What? How? Like you'd murder somebody? No, not murder somebody. Well, but how would it end up? I would terrible? just get too into it. When you wouldn't be able to separate like your life from your reenactment life. Probably. Oh, Sumon says, "What if you were paid to LARP?" Yeah, then I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll do it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I would totally do it. Well, a few weeks God, ago, like fun. we did have uh, a story about how the Titanic's last menu, remember that? How it sold at auction for a ridiculous amount of money? Mm-hmm. Well, now in England... Which is still messed up to me. Why would you want... So- I mean, everyone died on that... Or not everyone, but a lot of people died on that boat. Why do you want to buy a menu of what they were eating before they died? I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's part of history. 
I guess. Yeah. All right. So this isn't a menu. However, it is a cracker. Yes, someone was able to save a cracker and have it survive from the sinking of the Titanic in 1912. They were they put it up for auction and it sold for about $23,000 at a British auction earning the title of the world's most expensive cracker. So this was a Spillers and Baker's Pilot Cracker, which originated from a survival kit of the, uh, the Titanic lifeboat, was sold uh, for $23,000 to a Greek collector. Twenty-three grand. Twenty-three grand for an old cracker. Wow. The auction also featured a photo of the iceberg that sank the ocean liner, taken aboard a boat that passed the site hours after the Titanic sinking, selling for about $32,000. So the auctioneer said the cracker was saved by uh, a passenger on the Titanic. Oh, excuse me, a passenger on the Carpathia, the ship that picked up the survivors from the Titanic sinking. I found a can of fruit in my basement from 2009 over the weekend. Would he want to pay for that? Nobody wants your rotten basement fruit, Greg. I mean, it wasn't opened. <laughs> Keelan in the chat says, I thought Donald Trump was the world's most expensive cracker. <laughs> I like it. All right, and finally, I do have a little bit of sad news. And it's about hot dogs. Uh-oh. It's a new study that has oh, come out no. at a Menlo Park, California. Oh, there is a company that has been analyzing hot dogs on a molecular level to see how healthy they are for you. And they have announced Why would some you bad do that? news. Why would about, you bother even going through with that? And they do have some bad news about one of the most beloved foods in the United States of America. Yes, indeed. It has been discovered. Would you that, say it's your favorite food? No. Macaroni and cheeses. We know this. Okay. Second favorite? No. It depends. The hot dogs are like macaroni. Where does it fall on it? Macaroni's always and forever. But like meat products, I have uh, they're touch and go. Sometimes I can handle them, sometimes I just... I, you go through spurts, though, where you eat, like, three hot dogs at a time. Yeah. I've seen you do this. Yeah, but it's not always my favorite food. Well, let me just finish... Let me get this out, because it's a very tough story. All right, so, now some bad news about one of the most beloved foods in the United States of America. Yes, 2% of hot dogs actually contain... human DNA. What? Human DNA. Really? Like, Soylent Green style? How is that possible? So, How could 2% of hot dogs contain... All right, you got to explain this. A consumer guide startup called Clear Lab said that they analyzed 345 hot dogs and sausages from 75 brands located at 10 different retailers and discovered that 14.4% of the products included ingredients that were not listed on the label. Most of them had hygienic issues which they describe as uh, occurring when some sort of non-harmful contaminant is introduced to the hot dog, in most cases, human DNA. The report said that 2% of the samples, including including two-thirds of the vegetarian hot dogs in the samples, tested positive for human DNA. Speaking of vegetarian... You know how many people would have to be dying to go into hot dogs like that? Like, what do they mean, DNA? Like, there's a part of humans... The hot dog makers, or if they're, like, skin cells? Like, we don't need to think about it too too quickly. 2%. Also, what else they discovered, according to this study, that 10% of vegetarian hot dog products actually contain meat. <laughs> That's kind of funny. All right. The company said that uh, that the 10 major hot dog brands that were found to contain the least contaminants 
were Butterball, McCormick, Hebrew National, Woo. Simply Balanced, and I don't know a lot of these, Adele's, Jenny O, Boar's Head, Oscar Mayer, and O Organics. So the Oscar Mayer Premium Jumbo Beef Franks were given uh, the top honors as the best hot dog in the test results. Those are good hot dogs. Not as good as Hebrew Nationals. So you have it. Just wanted to break the bad news. There you go. My friends, that's your world crazy. It's 2% people. My that's, hot dog is that's 2% so, people. That's really disturbing that they don't elaborate on that anymore. No, it, it says human DNA, and then it has nothing else for it. it I have no idea what it means. Ugh. Yeah. So there's right. that. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, should we uh, should we take a quick break here yep. and and get uh, Derek and Ben in here? Yeah. I believe they have arrived. They have indeed. Yes. All right. Well, we'll take a break. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I know this is no way to enter the subject, but I had no idea Robert Smith wears hockey jerseys now. Oh, yeah. He's let himself go. True story. Uh-huh. That's, that's just, that's just <laughs> but I mean, sad. But he still yeah. does his hair, so you know he hasn't 100% that's, let himself go. That's so he still what I mean. like that's finger even, in a light socket, but yeah. he does wear the, the frumpy jerseys. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's horrible. I'm saying I still think that you should dress like him sometime. Now probably. I definitely... Uh, no, I don't want to be a uh, hockey jersey wearing You don't need Robert to be Smith. like sad 2015 Robert Smith. <laughs> I don't know. I'm that afraid. would be funnier. It would kind of be funny. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio, everyone. So, as we've been talking about, we are joined now by Derek. Hey, guys. And Hi. Ben. I'm here. Hi, present. guys. Hi, We're guys. Back. Derek so, Lemire. Yes. I didn't yes. say it wrong. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I know you always not. tell me. It's only been I'll... like two years of friendship, and you can say my last name. <laughs> Congratulations, just, Sarah. I always think Lemire because it just sounds so grandiose, but Lemire's yeah. even better. We got to trash it up. It's Lemire. Mm. <laughs> well, the last time you guys were on Fun Employment Radio, too, I don't I don't think I was here. Or yeah, maybe maybe you've Robo been in Greg. here since then. Yeah, you were, uh, Derek, you were Robo. Yeah. yeah, it was Robo Greg the first time, and the second time I believe you were here. Yeah. Yeah. But it yeah, that was... first time was after... Our listener party, where I was, uh, I had uh, laryngitis. Oh yeah, where you lost <laughs> your voice. Here, yeah, and so it was. Yeah, Ben and Sal and Derek and myself. Yeah, and we had that was a fun day. Yeah, that was yeah, really I, good. I would say it was fun. It was good. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I liked Robo I Greg. Can't, can't speak for the listeners, but I thought it was fun. Oh, they thought it was wonderful, Derek. Don't you dare. <laughs> well, and and that was also you know not very long after we premiered Nightmare at Nibblers, which of course Derek directed and produced. And, well, Derek. Pretty much did everything on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah but. Derek made it look fancy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it the other day since it premiered just because I don't know if it's like an artist process, but I can't watch any of the stuff I've either been in or worked on. Like, it's cool. Like, that is done and people like it, but you just can't watch it. And I watched yeah. it the other day. And, uh, yeah, it still holds up. Still yeah. Nice. Good. Still seem crazy. <laughs> well, Greg is totally crazy. I, I still do think we do need to have, like, a follow-up to see, like, what's happened in the, you know... Yeah. In, the year, yeah. in the year since. Yeah, that may, I don't know. Have things been happening at all? Uh, well, we'll talk about that another time. There's <laughs> there's, there's things, but I don't know. I don't want to, no, now you're making me uncomfortable. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> acting uncomfortable. I know, that's exactly it. I did it one time. I did the ghost investigation. I let it happen. I don't know if I want to do a follow-up. I want yeah. to be honest. I think it might. nice to talk about, but I don't know if uh, actually doing it would be. I think it would terrify me. <laughs> well, you I'm have saying. to buy the first one before we can do a second. That's people. true. 
Funemploymentradio.com slash store where you can pick that up. Well, speaking of movie making, someone's been pretty busy in the year since. It's uh, been a full year. Like, I started working on this film right after uh, we debuted. uh, My cousin Ben here, co-director, brought the project to me right after. He's like, you know what? This is kind of sitting here. Like, it's a good project. It just needs to be finished. So we started working together, and here we are a year later. Now we're doing a uh, Portland premiere. We're going on tour now. And showing wow. it to different communities, which is uh, huge. You never, uh, I never knew people actually wanted to see our movies besides this last past year. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, 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 talk to us about how this hall started. Like, what is this movie about? Like, how did you guys start this process? So, I guess that really goes to Ben because Ben really shot everything and uh, produced it up until it was all finished and shot, and then it just kind of stalled and then Ben brought it over to me so Ben you could probably speak yeah I mean we appreciate you having us on here I know it's not the typical comedic fare but the there was there's a thing even though you sound really serious Ben is very Uh, hilarious we'll just dub clown noises underneath everything you're saying (laughs) (laughs) the tuba (laughs) put the flute behind whatever everything I'm saying it'll take on a serious tone (laughs) many years ago there was uh so they start carving these canoes in the north we should explain too. you guys are Native American filmmakers in case anybody doesn't know if you forgot yeah if you don't remember uh, we're, we're Native American It's going to seem odd if you're talking about yeah. it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're so, Germans. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so they're do, there's this thing called the canoe journey in the Pacific Northwest Coast, and they basically carve these canoes and paddle them around in the summertime. It's become a very huge event. Uh, so the Quinault Indian Nation in Washington State was hosting the canoe journey, and so they actually hired us to shoot some footage of the canoes and how they prepared everything. Um, and we made a movie called The Seventh Wave, which is actually one of, I think it's probably one of five documentaries made about the journey in modern times at this point that takes it from its, con- its initial inception, conception? I, I think conception. Me don't speak English well. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so they if you guys started, are going on tour, you're going to have to work this part out. Yeah, this, is good. this is a little We're choppy. We're working it out with you guys. Thanks I for, think thanks you guys are more forgiving than serious yeah. Indians. <laughs> so, yeah, so they put this film together, or we put it together, and we kind of follow the canoes along the journey, and it's a really huge wow. multicultural event where everybody kind of participates. It's a revitalization of a canoe culture in the Northwest, which you know, is, is something that uh, people are fascinated with around the world. You know, what are what is this Pacific Northwest coastal culture about? What are the totems about? Uh, what are these designs? So more than aesthetic, it's a film about the heart of the people and what they go through as a community to continue that tradition. And uh, I, I started shooting it a couple of years ago, and we just kind of hit a standstill. I needed fresh eyes. I'd been working on it for two years, and I came down here and uh, got roped into hanging out with you guys. <laughs> it was such torture. <laughs> I didn't Poor even guy. know what I was getting into. I was like, these guys are crazy in Portland, man. So, <laughs> so um, I don't really remember much about that time. It was a blur in my in my life. Uh, a whirlwind, but Derek, my cousin, I grew up with his mom. Uh, she kind of took care of me when I was younger. So I had I said, hey, you should pick up on this. And so he did. And now we're sitting here on November 3rd. 13th or the 14th it premieres at the 40th annual American 14th. yeah American Indian Film Festival in San Francisco uh, it closes that closes out the, ser- wow. the uh, festival which is really nice to be on the closing day of the festival um, 
And then, yeah, what's crazy is we didn't even plan on submitting it. We were just so happy it was done. And I'd, I'd check in with uh, Ben because he lives in Vegas with his family. And uh, I go, what do you think about submitting? He's like, yeah, whatever, because we were both really burnt out on it. And then I sent it in. And then right away, as soon as like the first day that was uh, open for submissions, they were like, hey, is this a San Francisco premiere? Is this in L.A.? And I said, yeah, and then they left me hanging for like six days, and I was like, oh, they hated it, <laughs> you know, drowning my sorrows in PBR. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, Ben was keeping up on it, and he, he called me at lunch when I was at lunch with my wife, and he was like, dude, it's closing out, and they accepted everything. So it's been, you know, wow. crazy. It's an honor. And it's, it's like really an honor. a it's month a- from being – it got accepted, and a month later, it's debuting. So they gave us no time to plan anything. It's basically show up with what you got. Wow, yeah. and that's kind of so. crazy, too, if they make you wait for six days, and you're yeah. like going from, oh, I didn't get anything, to like, and I'm closing out a festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so like now we have to class week. it up. we got to stop cussing as much and wear nice clothes. <laughs> I know. I think it's time to wash some T-shirts. <laughs> the very minimum here, if I get to be presentable. Yeah. But it, it, do, it, it does show at the L.A. Skins Fest in, in L.A. the next day so on the 14th at 1 p.m it'll screen in in los angeles so it's a good short tour um and so we're hope we're glad that we're, we're going to show it here on november 1st to anyone who's willing to come out and check it out we're november coming first yeah. yeah yeah well and i should say uh facebook.com slash seventh wave film uh seven like number seven th wave film yeah. is where people can take a look at uh, the main page as well and uh yeah, and the different our... posters you guys have up and i think the trailer's on there too yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah check out the trailer get excited about it even if you can't go show and promote it I mean, that that gets us a long way. We need people to uh, see the film, be excited, because we're going into this festival with a month's worth of work, you know, for marketing. So mm-hmm. anyone that can help, please show it. Um, yeah, because the more buzz we get, the easier it is to win. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> great. We want to win. That it's uh, happened hey, this no shame fast. In that. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. You want to win. In a- Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to ask. So, when you go down there to these festivals, mm-hmm. like, what do you do? Do you uh, do you have to get up there and like talk to everybody? Yeah, what like, does take a Q and A, or do you talk about? The- I don't know. Boom. They didn't really give us like an itinerary, but we're thinking that we have a short Q and A after. Which closing mm-hmm. closing the ceremonies. I mean, there's other longer form films and like promoted films that are after us, but. And yours is forty five minutes. About yeah, it's forty minutes for the festival version. There's five. Uh, there's two different versions, one for the tribe, one for the festival. Basically for us, our artistic eye is more towards the festival mm-hmm. version. But that's the one that was accepted. But, uh, yeah, we got 40 minutes, and I think we go on stage, and they uh, ask us questions. And, you know, oh, wow. To- Try not to cuss. Oh. Oh, <laughs> embarrass our run. people. <laughs> now, can I ask, why is it called the seventh wave? <clears throat> okay, so there's an interview with a guy in the film who is a prominent Quinault tribal member and leader, and he talks of this, a story that his grandpa told him uh, that they said the seventh wave in the ocean is always the strongest wave. As waves come in, they have waves of, of different intensity, and that if you could count the waves and get kind of tuned into the wave itself, you would find that the seventh wave is the one that might take you out or knock you down. And so it's. It, I think it's also just a metaphor for the idea of concentrating on the harmony of, of the ocean when you're out there and being respectful of how it works so that you don't end up being dead. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. the, uh, a whaling boat just tipped over in Vancouver Island and killed like five people this week, and, and that's a full sea structure. So when these guys are going out on these canoes, they're cedar-carved canoes. They're basically just trees in the water, mm. 
and guys are just paddling along in the open ocean, the, the waves are so erratic in the ways that the ocean works that it can eat you up. So it's almost like this, this revival of also like a survival skill. How do you live on the water mm -hmm. when the water itself is so treacherous? And, and so the seventh wave is kind of, you know, it's literal and it's all metaphorical about the idea of paying attention to, you know, bursts of energy in the water that might ultimately kill you, you know? That yeah. is the best descriptor of a movie title I think I have ever yeah. heard. Yeah, that's good. Keep <laughs> wow. that part for the, for the post speech. Yeah. Lock yeah. it, load it, that's, that's good. <laughs> uh, it's really about finding your moment. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you can use that for any part of your life. Like, this is our time right now because we were both kind of doing things here and there, but not, I mean, Ben's been a serious filmmaker for a while and I've kind of had moments and let him pass. And I think this is like, I'm turning 30 next month or month after. And I think if any time like this time is now, so maybe it's his debut. Say, yeah, mm. this is our, uh, bring him out this there. is our chance, our opportunity. This is our time. It, so. It's our time right now. Yeah. <laughs> Goonies never say die. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, Seventh Wave, not Goonies. <laughs> well, yeah. and the premiere here in Portland is November 1st, so, so that's this coming Sunday. Right. And it's going to be at at a Team Event Center. I want to yeah. say Team with an M, not N. Yeah. Yes, no it's teens. teens. It's not teen. <laughs> Different type of hangout. Not yeah. teenage. Not hanging out with teenagers. <laughs> Team Event Center at 92nd and Foster. So you're going to be showing the movie yeah. there at 6 p.m. And Greg and I will both be there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If yeah. that's motivation at all, come out and hang out with your <laughs> yeah. favorite favorite radio yeah. hosts. Yeah, screw us. Yeah, who, those guys. We're not, we're not that, uh, you know... I don't know. You guys have me to get used to it, though. You're going to have to be on stage. Like I'm not yeah, a I'm not a pretty 21 year old blonde girl, so You're you have no motivation to see me there. <laughs> I don't know which one. None of us are pretty 21 year old blonde girls. <laughs> Good but, luck. But I mean, I too, even growing up in the Pacific Northwest, like I am, I am so interested in Native American culture. So mm -hmm. I mean, I I am genuinely excited to see this film, to see it from your perspective, and yeah. Yeah, and get a look at it. I yeah. think I was talking to Greg the other day, and I said, you know, there's a very unique opportunity with your relationship with Derek and having a connection to Native people here that kind of float between the communities and the cities. You're, you're, you have a unique perspective in that you get to have a front row seat to how some of this new Native art is developing mm -hmm. and, and how it's kind of becoming a mainstream commodity, you know, both for the commercial people in Hollywood and, and to these small micro markets that exist across, you know, the nation um, in, in the same vein of Fun Employment Radio, you see young Native people trying to create their own identity so it's more accessible. So when you run into an Indian on the street, you're not like, oh, do you guys live in teepees? You know, or, mm. yeah. or you know, the, like it's almost like the ignorance keeps the relationships between Natives and non-Natives ever happening. But with seeing some of this fi the film work that we're doing and other filmmakers out there, you're going to be able to say, hey, I can identify with you on your level. I know kind of what you're about a little bit and then and it opens a better dialogue than just kind of assuming that uh, we're all angry about mascots and what do you think about Thanksgiving and there's those social political topics that are really second and third things that you want to talk about when you just meet someone yeah so now it's like you know hopefully the relationships grow and thrive and this sometimes is place, we just you know? want to talk about Star Wars <laughs> yeah. sometimes you know? now I had this interesting conversation with uh, this uh, tribal leader that was at uh, my uncle's funeral and my brother speaks the language he teaches the language so he's pretty important as a young person like being able to take the charge and do that and they asked me like why don't you speak the language and I go well I think I'm a storyteller like that's how I picture it it doesn't have to be like 
you know, me banging a drum and telling kids a story. Like, this is modern day storytelling. Like, I can literally take your words and make it, you know, reach everyone. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's children, elders, all of that. And there's different mediums, podcasting, uh, television, film, like, all of that's possible. And I think, like, maybe that's our... That's our job. Yeah, it's not necessarily you know being super serious all the time. I don't think yeah. our rap album's going to take off, so we got to find other <laughs> other yeah. ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, become a fan and share it and support any way you can. Facebook.com slash seventh is it the seventh wave or seventh uh, wave? Yeah, film? seventh seventh wave. Seventh number seven th wave film. So mm-hmm. like it, follow it, support them. Yeah, great, great yeah. wonderful people, and I'm Word so up. excited Thank to you guys. come out yeah, and come enjoy. Out and uh, you know the Q and A, the film screening. Uh, we'll have uh, beer and wine for anyone that's into that. I am, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Greg yeah, donations <laughs> suggested. You know, everything costs a little bit of money, but we're not trying to get rich. We're just trying to get to LA and San Francisco and uh, yeah. have a good time with our friends and family. So yeah, join us. Congratulations, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah I'm I'm really excited to see it. Me too. Cool. Thank you guys for having us on. Hell yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we take a break? Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. And there we are. Oh, I love those guys. Yep. They're, they're, they're so creative and um, getting to like see little pieces of their culture is so interesting to me. It is. It is. And it's just interesting in general, not just to me. I mean, no. watch the trailer. It's so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, growing up in, uh, and I talked to them about this off the air. I, I'm pretty sure we did. We had, we had a few drinks on Saturday night. I can't remember exactly everything mm. that we talked about. But uh, in uh, fourth grade, I uh, our teacher had us uh, create like a make a wiki up in the back of the classroom there was he was really big on Native American studies and so that was one of the things like we actually made a wiki up in the classroom what's a wiki up um, it's a, a living um, it's not it's not a teepee but it's it's more elaborate than a teepee okay essentially yeah it was what some Native Americans used to live in they, okay, would, they, like they a- would make these wiki ups so it's it's kind of like a dome like a dome and you you would take like these branches and I don't remember exactly how to make it and you're, if I have to explain it I'm going to mess it up mm. but you can look it up wiki up so we would make one of those and in the back of the room and then when you were um, if you were uh, you know you, you your award was you got to go sit in the back of the room and sit in this thing oh that's kind of cool yeah it was really cool so he was really into it so we studied a lot about Native American stuff. It yeah, was, when it I grew was up, a, lot, a lot of fun. When I grew up on Whidbey Island, we would always go and like explore the tide pools, and they had a bunch of like a like totem poles still mm-hmm. down around like the Deception Pass area, and we you know do all that explore and like learn all about Native American studies and stuff. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah, so Seventh Wave, definitely check out the film. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. All right, we've got a happy birthday to get to here before before we wrap up the show. Cool, because it is Kenda's birthday. <gasps> Kenda. Kenda. Kenda is having her birthday today. Kenda, oh of course, my gosh. who uh, Sarah and I officiated their wedding over the summer for Kenda and Doug. Kenda, happy, happy birthday. And uh, here's, here's some Elvis for Here, you. We love you, Kenda. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, damn right. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Happy birthday oh. to oh, double one. you. Why did you do that? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God damn it. What, what are you doing over My there? My computer is freezing and then it wouldn't stop playing. <laughs> wow. 
Well, oh that is a, that is the triple celebration. God, That's triple good for three threat. birthdays in a row right yes. there. All right, happy birthday, Kenda. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all absolutely fantastic. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And save the date of November 12th. If you are here in Portland, Oregon, or plan on traveling to Portland, save November 12th at the Landmark Saloon. We are going to be there for Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night with um, with an act for the ages. Yes, with prizes and drinks and merriment. Yes. And I maybe I'll sing you a song. Please don't sing Maybe I'll song. pick out one special lady and I'll just sit next to her and I'll I'll croon for her during the uh, during while well, during bingo night. Uh, even when you say croon, it just makes it sound so creepy. I'm gonna croon. Maybe I'll croon. Maybe I'll do a little dance number. You know, there could be all kinds of things that happen at this. Or we'll just play some bingo and have fun and have drinks. Uh, all right. So, like I said, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Oh, my goodness. You are all fantastic. Congratulations to Rick Rutherford on winning the Fun Employment Radio Halloween Costume Contest, courtesy of D. Leonidas Photography. Order your Fun Employment Radio special now by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on that link right there. Yes, and let us know when you do. Thank you to everybody who has let us know. So Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.